Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, Eagle Nation, we got a, another bonus episode for you today. And for the second time this season, we'd like to welcome in Shane Marinelli. He is the FAU uh, insider for FAU Owl's Nest. Um, he's a podcaster with the Shula Bowl pod, also inside the pro. Um, we welcome in early this season when we thought we were playing FAU back in September. Obviously, that game was postponed uh, because of COVID reasons. That's one of the things we'll talk about today. Uh, but now we welcome in uh, Shane uh, McElling. How's it going, It's going good. Never thought we'd get back to this point, but here we are. Yeah, I know, I know. So, uh, and, and Cody's on the line too, and uh, he'll be chiming in with some questions. But you know, I want to start with just your COVID situation that, that you've dealt with. I talked about it on our preview earlier this week uh, that you know I don't have a stat to back this up, but it seems like you guys have probably uh, you know got that end of of that situation. I mean, you've had seven games. Uh, either canceled or postponed because of COVID-related issues, whether directly um, from you know, uh, you know, uh, positive tests inside the program, or like most recently with your game against uh, Middle Tennessee State uh, being uh, being canceled uh, with issues going on up there. So, um, just what's what's kind of the feeling, you know, inside the program um, that that you've heard, and really from the fan base, I'm sure it's frustrating that you guys have only been able to play six games yeah it's just kind of part of it you got to remember south florida is a really populated area so it's 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 just hard as many things you know as you try you could do as you can see like fiu has had even more issues um with it but you know the area of miami you know is is even more of a hot spot so uh you know if you just kind of look around the country the hot spots have kind of followed you know, what teams are having trouble. Uh, you know, the the Georgia Southern game beginning of the year, that was, you know, kind of uh, on our end, COVID, you know, and then the next week we were ready to go and USF canceled. And, uh, you know, we got a game in and the week after we had an issue. Um, but, you know, FAU's also shown oh, kind of a willingness to play. I know there was a little bit of controversy around the Georgia Southern game. But, you know, FAU played Marshall in their only loss this year. With, I think it was either four or five defensive linemen dressed. Um, and, and like, one was a redshirt freshman who, you know, who, who's talented, but that was his, really his first time playing any meaningful snaps. I think he didn't play really as a freshman at all. Um, and, you know, the, the funny part was that not only, you know, two both they were missing six starters, Another 12, you know, major backups, you know, uh, role players on offense and defense, both starting offensive tackles. And the other kicker at the Marshall game was, is, uh, you know, most most of the other part of the team couldn't practice for two weeks. FAU actually did a thing where, you know, teams typically practice in the morning. Um, so two weeks after their Southern Miss game was canceled, most a lot of guys I guess tested positive on a Wednesday or Thursday morning. FAU practice actually late at night, so the guys that became cleared after two weeks of quarantine could practice at night, including the quarterback. So, you know, FAU went and played Marshall with a quarterback who hadn't been practicing for two weeks. They pretty much jammed in a game plan, played a team that's, 
you know, top 25 and went up there and only lost the game by nine points. But it was a game that if you, if you watch, they probably should have won. <laughs> um, you know, had a couple, you know, things that just didn't go their way. And it, it's a game that Marshall should have beat FB by 45 points. You know, I mean, they just, FB was just, I think, frustrated from the beginning of the year. And they just, like, you know, were willing to play. And the same thing with Middle Tennessee this week. FB was going to go into that game without most of its running back core. But FAU was um, on in the buses, ready to leave. The team was on the bus until Meadow Tennessee was like, oh, we have a problem. And, you know, there's some debate exactly what that problem was. But, you know, some down here like to think that, you know, Astro O'Hare couldn't play and Middle Tennessee didn't want that without, you know, pretty much their – by far their best player, um, gotcha, you know, gotcha. and the only thing, and, and the only thing that gave him a real chance in that game. But you know, a, as of now, I think outside of BJ Emmons, uh, one of our you know better running backs, I you know I think he's pretty solid going into this game. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that, that was going to kind of be my next question because obviously, if the game, um, you know, earlier this year, September nineteenth, had been played. Um, you guys would have been completely depleted. You know, we, we were we were talking about that. You know, just 24, 48 hours before we word that the game was postponed, um, and you know, po- you know, possibly playing like you said with uh, you know a, a very young uh, defensive line, or um, you know, I know you were you were down pretty much uh, really hurt in that area. So um, yeah, so I mean, you, you guys are looking healthy there, and then I guess what what is the hype? Around this game, you know, you, you mentioned in the USF game, uh, obviously lost out on the Minnesota game, you know, open the season uh, with, with him not playing back then. Um, and, you know, it's uh, the, the Georgia Southern game. I knew, you know, your fan base, our fan base, too, looking forward to it. Um, you know, now is probably one of the remaining higher profile games, if you will, on the, your non-conference schedule. So so what, what's kind of what have you heard from the fan base and from the team um, just uh, kind of about this game? Um, I, it, I think, you know, that there's kind of some excitement. There's a little bit of, you know, that I think any time you play triple option team, there's always a little bit of, oh, we don't really know how this is going to go. Uh, I think, you know, the funny part is, I think you just kind of the fan base and see you know, the message board is the, the worries are just completely opposite of where they were three months ago. FAU's defense and defensive line has been absolutely um, above, I think, even the coaching staff expectation this year. Uh, Leighton McCarthy is leading the country in sacks. True freshman um, uh, uh, t- true freshman Evan Anderson at the nose tackle position has just been a force. Jalen Joyner, who is a talented sophomore, you know, was banged up a little bit last year, so we didn't really get to see. It's just been absolutely dominant on the D-line. The line, you know, we were young at the linebacker course. They've been excellent. Same thing in the secondary. And, you know, it, I, no one could have expected this based on um, and, you know, the offense has had its struggles, and I think that's just mostly a quarterback kind of issue. But, you know, it's it's just funny that, you know, people the, – the worries headed into this game, uh, quote-unquote, week one, are completely opposite of the worries heading into this game now, whatever, week 11, or what are we in the college football season, uh, week 10 for some people. Um Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know when we when we previewed it before, 
we were worried about our defense. I mean, we still are because uh, you know, we lost some key defensive players to off the field stuff, and uh, you know, one player leaving the team up and out of the season. Uh, so you know, we started a very young defense against um, an inexperienced defense against Georgia State in that loss, um, and we're we're hoping you know now with more uh, practice time. That'll come around, uh, but you know, with with the offense, obviously some question marks. We have a new offensive coordinator now with interim, um, you know, firing off Bob DeBass. and you know, Cody and I talked about how stout your defense is, and and yeah, I mean, going back to last season, we were kind of coming to that game being like we were have to, you know, it was going to be fireworks. We're going to have to um, just try to score up, and you know, now it might be kind of one of those more scoring games possibly you know you've had a lot of those this year um where where you just kind of grinding them out and we certainly had two you know with more uh one score games um of anyone in the fbs so you know it, it might be one of those kind of slug it out um you know between tackles games possibly um so i guess turning to your offense you kind of mentioned it um, but you you obviously lose your starter from last year, right? He leaves the team um, before the season as, as Willie Tiger comes in. And then you, uh, I guess in the last uh, weeks, I know he's played, I guess, three games, but uh, you're, you're breaking in a, a new quarterback, a, a new freshman. Um, so just uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Javion Posey. Javion Posey, uh, you know, was recruited by Lane Kiffin, um, and Javion Posey is just kind of a freak athlete. I mean, they, it's kind of cool. The SU strength coach posts, you know, a lot of like on Instagram and so he's very active on social media, you know, the top vertical, top, you know, this week, you know, back squat by position. And like Javion Posey is just on all those things. He actually, you know, last year with FAU being a really comfortable position, um, uh, Quarterback-wise, and they were especially beginning of the year after he was really low in depth at receiver position. Lane actually moved Posey to receiver for the year, uh, and I think in hindsight that move is was kind of short-sighted because probably could have used a year of development, whether that's just running scout team and stuff. Um, you know, it's just, he is what he is right now. He, he he's he's a he's kind of a run-first quarterback. He, you know, brings kind of a spark. Uh, you know, he broke. I, you know, this is not as common for FAU as for Georgia Southern. You know, but you know, he broke the school record for quarterback rushing with 182 yards a couple weeks ago. Uh, but you know, teams are keen in a little bit on the run. Uh, you know, I, I honestly think FAU's in a position where they know they can win most games with their defense, and you know, especially the UMass game. People, a lot of people were kind of frustrated at that game and. I think they're just, you know, FAU has a team, you know, not to get way ahead, as a team that they're going to return mostly all these guys next year, only using a couple pieces. And I think there's an element where this is kind of a tryout for Posey. Gotcha. Uh, let's really see what we have in this kid because, you know, we could still, you know, and this is kind of, you know, winning matters this season. And I, but, you know, there's, there, there's a little bit more toward long-term thinking in kind of this crazy COVID year, right? You know, uh, and, you know, this there's a little bit of a tryout. And, you know, Nick Tronti was is probably the little better passer, but, you know, he, he's a great game manager. He's not going to turn it over, do the right things. FAU has a, a lot of skill position talent um, at, you know, receivers uh, and running backs if they can just stay healthy. But, 
you know, I think they just want you to get Posey some development and kind of get him a head start heading into the spring where, you know, possibly, who knows, if uh, a quarterback comes back or, you know, uh, you know, I, I pointed out today that there's already 30 quarterbacks in the portal and the season hasn't even ended. Right. So, uh, you know, I think they really want to see what they have there um, before they, you know, bring in some competition. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was 13 and 27 against UMass, 203 yards passing and uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, ran the ball uh, 19 times for 90 yards and a touchdown in the last two weeks. Does it seem like you guys are doing some different things offensively, kind of uh, playing into his skill set of, of being a running quarterback? Uh, no, I, I think that that's always just, you know, FA's offense in to me, it's not even, you know, a lot of people, think of Lane as like this high flying throw it everywhere coach, but in his three years here we still ran the ball. I think if we combine all three years like sixty five percent of the time. So, you know, it's uh I, I always like to joke with people. People are like, you know, you know, before the year and he's asked the you know, when you know a quarterback and FU has, you know, being in Florida, you have all these just you know, uh to good running backs kind of off you know, fall out of trees in this state. Right. And people are like, man, you know, we should just run a triple out for him, all these good, but essentially, you know, running kind of the spread, um, using RPOs, quarterback read, it's, it all kind of falls in to that category of like, you know, using kind of a triple option. They did that with Tronti, you know, Tronti is also, he's not as athletic as Posey, but you know, he, he won Mr. Florida, uh, his senior year. And he had like 1,500 yards rushing as a quarterback and took oh, gotcha. it to the state final. So it's not, you know, he's definitely not, he, side by side, he doesn't look half as athletic as Posey. But, you know, Tronti could, he, actually last year they brought in Tronti for, um, you know, there was a game where they had Tronti basically after he was trying to, was up four in a game. Um, and they went, they used for that kind of four minute offense, we got to burn the clock and not let Western Kentucky get the ball back. Uh, they put in Tronti for that drive to run the clock out, and he finished the, you know, picked up three third downs and you know, scored a touchdown. So it's, you know, Tronti could run as well, um, but you know, I, I think they just kind of know what they have in Tronti and want to see what Posey can provide. Like I said, gotcha. I'll let uh, Cody jump in now with with a couple questions, Cody. Yeah, I think first off, just talking there. Um, do you foresee when Posey's in there to be like more run centric? Like, is it going to be more design runs between him and the running backs and maybe receivers cutting across? Or do you feel like they're going to try to just, you know, do the regular offense, pass it around when it's available, and then let him use his ability to kind of take it from there if he has the option to uh, run? It's a lot of design, you know. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot of design stuff. Um, I, I, You know, I, last, I think with UMass, you know, in the game they knew that they, you know, they won 24-2, but – I think they were kind of, I don't want to say practicing, but you could tell they were just, they were pretty much, they were going for it on any fourth down, even if it was unrealistic, basically like, okay, we know the team is going to move the ball on us. You know what I mean? Kind of putting them in situations and stuff, almost like you would a a, a spring game um, and trying to expand some things and have them do some more things, um, you know, and it, it, a lot, a lot of it's designed, uh, you know, but, you know, He's got to be able, and I keep saying this, like, you guys know this, 
you got to be able to beat some teams with the passing they give you. Uh, he was able to do that a couple times later in the game when he settled in. You know, I guess, you know, after you had TJ Chase, a Clemson um, transfer receiver who's been excellent this year. You know, if they're gonna, if teams are just gonna play man coverage with no over safety, safety help, you, you just got to beat that and you know, kind of football um, one-on-one and, you know, spread out the defense a little bit, but uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be mostly design runs. Uh, and I'm just curious to see how they kind of expand on it um, after the, you know, UMass game. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. Um, also to new season with Willie Taggart, obviously more of a famous coach around than the Oregon FSU What's your impression of him so far through these first six games that y'all had? Um, I mean, he's been good. I, I, I think that the, the, I know the players like him. I think one of the things that's been great is, you know, and he got some slack on this at Florida State, and I think your people are starting to really wake up to realize that, like, a lot of the problems at Florida State weren't on him. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> as, as we watch Florida State this year, uh, you know, the kind of the attitude of the team has been great. Uh it's just, you can tell, especially on defense, they're having fun. And they have a, just a really, you know, when you have an experienced coach uh, like that, it, you have a chance to pull in really good staff. If you as Jim Levitt, you know, who's a former head coach themselves. Uh, Kevin Patrick is, you know, he's a, he was a Hurricanes player. He coached at NC State, put numerous guys in the NFL. Left NC State to come here and coach under Lily Taggart. Uh, he's from West Palm Beach. You know, he's kind of a, a legend in the area. He's coaching the D-line here. And, you know, I, he had had probably one of the toughest jobs this season, you know, if he lost like eight of its nine top defensive linemen from last year, um, you know, snap-wise. So, uh, he, and, you know, they, they they have a, you know, former, and their safeties coach, Lance Gidry, is a, you know, a guy who's won uh, titles in FCS at uh uh, at uh, I believe Southern Louisiana. I'm trying to remember the name of the school. They mascot the lines, but he's you know he, he has head coach experience. So when you kind of have a guy like that, he's been around. It's just it's it, those things come, and they've also done really good uh, recruiting so far. So it's uh, yeah, they're going to bring in a lot more talent after this season. All right, man. I'll throw it back to you, and then I'll jump in if I see if think of anything else. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, the only other thing uh, we you touched on it earlier, uh, Shane, but um, not uh, having your um, back, uh, the, you know, the, this week. What uh, what impact might that have, you know, if, if any on on, on uh, Saturday's game? Well, FAU's going into the season has been was at running back was their deepest position. Uh, James Charles, you'll see in this game, he's kind of a, just Mr. Reliable. Uh, Malcolm Davidson is the most explosive back by far. B.J. Emmons uh, was kind of our, uh, you know, short yardage, good power guy. FEU, unfortunately, lost probably maybe their best overall back, just kind of the do-everything, catch-the-ball, pass-blocking, a really good sophomore, um, uh, broke his – Bad ankle sprain, broken ankle earlier this year. Um, they'll have enough at running back. They also have a couple younger guys that they'll play, so uh, they'll kind of be fine at that position. It seems like every game, either one guy or the other isn't healthy. It's I think there's been one game this year where they've had all three, 
So, or off like kind of three or four. So I think they're just kind of used to be like, okay, well, you know, it's these two guys this week. Gotcha. Yeah, we we definitely know that feeling. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, it's especially lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I guess you know, finally, what would be? It doesn't just have to be one guy, like one or two guys, but who would you say is like maybe uh like an unsung hero on the team or or someone that you know might get a ton of billing, but we might hear his name a lot on uh, Saturday. It could be all his uh, defense special teams. Uh, safety Jordan Helm. Uh, he kind of fits the the profile of uh, upset hero. He's uh, he was a walk on his brother. His older brother was actually a walk on at FAU uh, four or five years ago, and you know, he walked on at FAU and has been uh, just kind of you know FAU, obviously being at a state like Florida, you have just tons of you know fast uh, explosive DBs out there, but you have Jordan Helm who's you know, most of today is a little undersized, but, uh, you know, Coach Taggart said at a press conference this year that uh, he would uh, offer Jordan Helm a grad assistant position the day he stopped playing football. So, uh, you know, he, you know he's, he's actually come up with a couple of really big plays this year. He always seems to be in the right spot. Um, even, you know, even after he, you know, kind of he battled, you know, with quarantining and stuff this year. But, uh, you know, he's he's one of those players that uh, if, you know, teams are able to kind of bring back seniors for that extra COVID year, one of those guys you bring back just because, you know, if you have any other younger players on the defense, you just kind of have like a guy like that that's the, the coach on the field type thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so are you uh, are you going to be able to make it up to Statesboro for the game? I am not going to be up there, unfortunately. The travel, it's, it's just, you know, it's difficult this time of year. Right. Um, you know, it's Florida, I cover recruiting, and so the there's two, the state of Florida basically split, and is uh, South Florida is basically like we're doing our own playoffs, and the rest of the state's doing the regular state title, so it's oh, kind of weird this you. year. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, you'll have, like, champions of three counties and champions of the rest of the state. But, uh, yeah, so I'll be at a couple of Florida high school football games this, uh, this, or t- tomorrow I might hit two games in the night. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, I guess finally, uh, just, um, I know you did it last time, but, but just share how people can, uh, find you on, on online, on social media, your, your podcast, all that. You can find me at Marinelli Shane, um, and any George, uh, it, and any Georgia Southern fans that want to hop on our message board are fully welcome to at FEU Owl's Nest. Um, you know, give a score prediction tomorrow and, you know, just cruise around. It should be a fun game. Uh, you know, uh, I, I would I would lean under <laughs> in this game, whatever it may be. And like you said, I, th- I think it'll end up just being a one-score game. It'll come down to, you know, uh, kind of a freak play or a turnover and, Whoever gets kind of lucky on that, you know, the, the right side of that will probably end up winning the game. Yeah, yeah, I think Cody and I agree with that. So, yeah, Shane Marinelli. Yeah, I was going to just quickly ask him: just is your fan base pretty confident that y'all can pull this one out on Saturday, or y'all just kind of like? Uh, I, I think FE, I think FEU fans are pretty kind of modest about it. I, 
I, the game is going to go two ways. I actually think FAU's defense, obviously, knock on wood. I think they just the way they kind of play in the 3-4 style and the way they kind of do it, they're kind of already pre-made how a lot of teams kind of see the triple option. Um, you know, and I, I just think it just comes down to, you know, it, Posey just has to make a handful of plays. Um, you know, it's, it for us to win this game and you know we'll, we'll see if he could do that but you know if he's been in a couple of low scoring games where the defense is able to hang on but you know it just we just haven't gotten really in that one where okay you know the the bad turnover at the end went against us and the other team won the game so he, he's just gotta you know his first full start was against uh fiu where we just blew him out of the water but um you know we'll you know we'll, we'll just kind of see how he uh reacts in a close game Actually, I want to piggyback on that. So going back to our last station, this game had happened on September 19th. I know you, you kind of did earlier of, of how it was kind of a 180 of what we expected. The defense being so much better, uh, you know, they expect the high power offense. So how has that changed, you know, since uh, since we thought we were going to meet earlier this year as, as far as the confidence level of, you know, going into this matchup? I just think it's just tough with the quarter. I think FEU is just a little sport. You know, FEU fans, it's just – you don't realize sometimes how great your quarterback, how good Chris Robinson was until it's kind of gone, right? You know, and, and you know, the guy was recruited by Oklahoma. He was a lead 11 quarterback, and there's just some throws that he makes that we consider, you know, fans got used to his elementary, and you watch, you know, other quarterbacks, and it's just – it's not the same, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, FAU this season went under lane eleven and three, five and seven, eleven and three. And the five and seven year was Chris Robinson's first year as a redshirt freshman quarterback. And you know they had pretty much the same team. They had NFL Harrison Bryant using the NFL, Ben Motor single carries in the NFL, James Pierce, and the you know a long list of guys who are on NFL rosters right now. But the quarterback play was young. So you know I, I just point out the fans anytime. You know, you you could have an A plus team if your quarterback play goes from A to C. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, unless you're just you know Alabama, pretty much, you're gonna it's gonna end up making a difference in probably three or four football games. I mean, it's gonna swing twenty five percent of your games just by a little step in quarterback play, and I think that's just kind of happened. But Considered everything, new coach, all the roster turnover from last year, quarterback leaving FAU sitting at five and one, um, with two games to go. So I, I don't think FAU fans could really, you know, be upset of uh, anything. And your one loss was a game you were down twenty five players and you lost to a team that's currently in the top fifteen, and a game that you like again could have won if a couple things fell your way. Yeah, yeah, it, it would have been interesting to see if you guys had to play your. Uh, full uh, slate because I know when you mentioned that earlier, there are a lot of just other fans. Well, obviously we've had um, you know some our, our biggest margin of, uh, of, of losses, uh, you know, against uh, Coastal, but that was a fourteen fourteen game in the fourth. And then you know, like I said, we had the most where uh, uh, we've had the most um, one score games in in FBS. So you know the the our our four losses. You do, uh, you know uh, I know our fans you know point back and say uh, every you know, two plays here or there, um, what is the difference? So it's been interesting to see if you guys got to play, you know, as many games as we have at this point 
and and see kind of where you you know stack up with everything. But Saturday definitely should be interesting. We appreciate your time as always. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Shane. Yeah, I hope so. And um, yeah, hopefully we could kind of play this game next year in Boca under normal conditions. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still in Florida uh, for now anyway, and um, I'll definitely uh, try to make the trip down if, uh, you know, uh, barring, you know, COVID and all that stuff, that's not a thing anymore. And I'm, I'm sure Cody would like to make it down too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the stadium and the facility and everything and around our peace campus is truly like fun and beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. So it would it would be a really good trip for Southern fans to make it. I think it's way it's only like what I think it's only a seven hour drive if GS something like that. Yeah, within back. seven eight hours. Yeah, I know. I know we we didn't have a great experience uh, coming down to Orlando where I live um, uh, for for the Cure Bowl. Um, our fans didn't enjoy that that much, but I think I think they will um, enjoy being able to see a game in FAU. I've, I've, I've driven by the stadium and it is it's beautiful down there, picturesque. So. Uh, so yeah, Shane, uh, we appreciate it. We'll let you get, uh, go and, um, I guess, uh, best of luck the rest of the season outside of Saturday. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.